Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Maria Ordonez. I am very pleased to have Ray Ascui as the artist that we are interviewing. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. So before we ask the questions about COVID, we're just going to ask a little bit about yourself and your background as an artist. Is that okay? That's fine. But can we, before you do that, you tell me a little bit about you guys. Is the course you're taking, uh, is a course for art majors or it's just an elective? What, what are your plans? You guys, you guys artists? No, it's an elective. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm majoring in biology, but I'm just taking this class because it meets one of the requirements that I have to take. So, um, yeah, it's just an elective for me. I don't know about Leon if he's majoring in art or... What about you, Leon? Uh, for me, um, my major is to is international relations and uh, I'm doing it as an elective because I, th I thought it would be interesting, but I don't... I'm not thinking about becoming an artist, although that sounds like something I would like to do in my free time. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead with your questions. Okay. Okay. Um, so first question is, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, since I was very little, I always wanted to be an artist. Um, so I've always did work. Um, but when I got to like high school, well, junior, junior um, middle school and so forth. But when I got to high school, uh, that whole idea of parents wanted their children to get a career where they're going to make money. And in those days, the arts, still even today, is very difficult to make a living. So I became a double major in college. Uh, I was uh, fine arts to become an artist and art education to become a teacher. So oh. the dream was always there. So I was able to, to marry two different professions that, that, are, that were created. Wow. That's awesome. So are you also an art teacher? No, I didn't, I'm retired now. I, what I did was uh, I taught high school art for 10 years and then I became an art supervisor. I was in charge of all the art teachers. So at this time mm -hmm. I was responsible for curriculum and uh, creating workshops, staff development for teachers. That was in St. Petersburg, Florida. I did that for about six years and then I came down to Miami as the art supervisor for the county school. I did that oh. for about, I don't know, I think 15 years. I moved to mm -hmm. Magnet. I guess I've heard of Magnet programs. And I was in charge of museum magnet schools. Oh, okay. Um, but, so, actually, that's it. but all along, all along I was making art. Like I had a love for two careers. So one was the, the money making for living and the other one was the love. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you finished college, that's when you started working as an artist? As a teacher, as an art teacher. And then at nights, evenings and weekends, I would do my art and I would try to exhibit. So I was doing both at the same time. All right. Yeah. Um, do you have a word that could define your life so far? A word that defines my life? Yeah. Right? With your art. Wow, one word, okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, 
that's difficult to put into one word. Um, yeah. You don't have to put it into one word specifically. Just something that defines your life right now with your art. Well, it, you know, it's it's uh, interesting because um, it's my life has not has it's not just about my art. I really love education, so I feel like um, I was pretty successful in accomplishing two careers. One as an art educator and as an artist. So I'm a pretty happy with, uh, with the direction that my life uh, went. All right, okay. That, that does it. Um, how has moving to the US changed your view on art? Were there any different? No, was it any different from when you lived in Cuba? Well, for me, I was too little, I was 10 years old. So, oh, okay. yeah, so art was not, none of that was, uh, you know, uh, even crossed my mind that little. But when I came to the United States, my first class, it was an elective, uh, in, well, it was really it's, uh, for middle school kids. We had to take art, music, and, and so mm -hmm. forth. So that's when I fell in love with art, and I, that's when I wanted to become an artist. So it was All middle right. school in the United States. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, next one. You want to read that next one? Um, sure. Uh, which is your favorite part of the body? Because um, we know that you have created pieces like the fertility goddess. So what would you right. say is like your favorite part of the human body? Well, there it is. In, in those pieces, it's really not, it's not so much about um, the human body, but it's about um, that series had to do with um, um, issues, political and social issues. Uh, are you talking about the piece that has the red shoes? Um, yeah, yeah it it's a black dress and then it has like the, red at the bottom. And the it has freedom an armor, goddess. An armor, she has oh. an armor at the top, right? Yeah. Okay. That piece had to do issues with uh, sexuality and it had to do you guys probably never read of this, but Stonewall was, was a bar in New York in 1969 that mm -hmm. the cops raided. It was, uh, in those days, gays were being beat up by not just the cops, but by everyone. Yeah. And in, in that instant, instance, uh, these drag queens fought back mm -hmm. for the first time. And that was really the birth of, of the pride movement. So I dedicate um, freedom goddesses because they're like gods. These these guys uh, fought for for freedom or to be to have a place in society. So I created a piece that the armor really represents the male uh, and the strong and the warrior part of the person, and then the skirt uh, made out of high ceramic high heel shoes because these guys were all in high heel shoes. Uh, it, it talks about the feminine side. And that's why it's called the freedom goddess, goddess. But it's not about any part of the body. I just use a dress because symbolically, I did a whole series that was just about dresses through history. People always thought, that, you know, in modern history, we think that the dress is only for women, but if you do any kind of research throughout time, men wear all these robes and skirts and all that in many different cultures. So I'm using the, the, the dress as a takeoff point to talk about different uh, social behavior issues, which right. is what work all along. There's that thread. That was one series, but even today, I'm still working with human. I mean, with uh, social and human 
um, behavior. Have you seen uh, the documentation that they did on Stonewall? On who? On the Stonewall? No. The documentary that they made on it? You haven't seen it? No. It's really moving. I had to really? watch it for one of my classes and I learned a lot from that. Wow. It's pretty cool. So when you mentioned it. I had a whole, I, I, didn't, I didn't even get to see it, but I heard that and I knew about it, but never made it to the show. FIU had a, an exhibition, yeah. you know, about um, pride and all that, and Stonewall and all those issues. It was pretty nice. I liked it. Yeah. Um, another question is, do you think that you were born as an artist or that anybody can develop these skills to become one? Oh, I, um, I, think, everybody, I think everybody has that, that, that gift, but... Um, you could develop because it's all based on your passion. For example, as a teacher, I had many kids or several kids that were incredibly talented, but they didn't have the passion. They never did anything with their talent. And then there were others that were not as talented, but had this love and this determination uh, and passion, and they became eventually better artists and chose art as their career. So I think it's a combination of the two. Some, you know, there are some gifts that we get uh, mm -hmm. and others that are developed. Yeah, it really depends on the person. Correct. Um, well, we're currently taking in our art class is called Exploring Art and what art means to us in society. But what does art mean for you? Well, um, for me, it's, it's, um, God, it's something that is a, a constant battle, love and hate kind of thing. Uh, it means uh, a way of expressing, uh, in my case, expressing issues that, that, I, that, I, that I like to uh, uh, research and investigate. And again, like I said before, there are social and cultural and political issues. I look at those, I choose those issues and that's my concepts. And then I uh, uh, look at what materials I want to use and what specific uh, issue I want to talk about. And then I... Uh, you know, and then I create the work. For example, I sit in front of a piece, the piece behind me, you guys have never seen this because this is newer, but the piece is, um, they're like two gold wet, little kids' wagons. There's a, um, years ago, there's a little thing about, a little song about my wagons better than yours, the little red wagons that little kids pull around. Mm -hmm. uh, and the whole thing was about, you know, our mine is better than yours. And this piece, I created like, uh, sort of like a stained glass window kind of thing. And then with the gold, war, uh, gold wagons uh, and the issues about religion, we have that battle that constantly in society that people feel their religion is better than, than other religion. In reality, we're all like, just want to worship God or whatever. Uh, so that's for me is an issue that, that I chose to, to address through my work. So the work addresses ish everyday issues in life. Wow, that's very okay. powerful. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes Indeed. abstraction too, so not everybody uh, understands. That's why often I don't, I don't title my work. I just um, put on title and then I, give, I do like a comment, a hint, because I want the viewer to go into the work and develop their own dialogue and decide right. what, it is, what it is. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. So the next question is, what or who inspires you? 
or as other artists uh, or in general, um, or I'm inspired by life. Um, and um, I'm not a, a, a real political person per se, you know, but I find that uh, my artwork is an opportunity for me to express uh, what I'm concerned about. So everyday issues in life inspire me, uh, whether they're political, social, cultural issues. Uh, and then of course there's um, some artists, which I can't think of right now, like Louise Nevelson, um, and there are others that, that inspire me. That, um, I, I, I look up to them because of their courage and strength in, in, in speaking about what they believe through their work. Okay. Uh, well, you already ex yeah. explained what inspired you to create your fertility goddess. So next one. A few years ago, you were nominated for the Emilian Sanchez Award. How has that helped your career, business, etc.? I don't know that, that nomination. Million, what, what's the name of the nomination? Emilian Sanchez. Emilian Sanchez Award. I think it was in 2008. Oh, you're talking about the Sintas? I think so. Yes, Sintas uh, is an award that is for um, Cuban artists that are many of you live in the United States. I think now they could also, if you're living in Cuba, you receive the award. Yeah, um, that's a great, I mean, um, the way it works is you submit work and then you, if you're, uh, they choose 10 finalists. I've been a finalist for that three times, 2008, wow. 2012, 2014, but I've never won the award. But I've been having the top ten people and get to be the exhibition. That means a lot because it's a show, it's an it's an award uh, for Cuban artists. So hopefully someday I'll I'll get it. I'm so. sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Um. Well, what is the most significant work that you have done up to now in your life? Wow. Um, you know, it, it's not just one piece. I mean, fertility goddess, I was, that piece was really strong and, and it got, mm -hmm. I have a piece that is in the uh, collection of the, at PAM, the Perez Art Museum in Miami. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, the collection. So that was a real, you know, really big, significant piece. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not so much about one piece, but it's about the body of work. Uh, and that's where I'm more uh, touched by. And uh, each, and I work in series. So each series, uh, there is something that is rewarding to me that I think uh, that inspire me, inspires me to go on and, and keep on making art. Okay. Okay. Um, I noticed in your Instagram that you have a, a sculpture that looks like a, a very big cat, uh, toy is that what it is a very large what a, a very big cat toy cats cat i don't understand yeah. what the, the one that has a pole and a bowl with a string oh yes that's the uh tether is that that's that game that tether ball you know what that is where, oh so that's what it is it's a yes where you uh one little kid 
you know, one person hits the ball from one side and then the, the ball goes and then the other person hits it from the other side. And the whole goal is, is to wrap the rope around the, the, the pole. Yes, I know what you're talking about now. Was that a, a game that you ball. used to play a lot in your childhood? No, I used that because, uh, okay, so some of my work is also about sexuality. So I did, and, and that, that piece, I did few, uh, a whole series that were like furniture-like. Because uh, I, oh, I also have a real love for architecture because my first major in junior college was architecture. Okay. But uh, I really loved the art, the creating part of architecture. I didn't really care about all the science and all that. So, <laughs> but uh, I have that soft spot in my heart for architecture. So I created these furniture. So that's like a, like a lounge chair that I stapled up. Uh, fake hedge, plastic grass like, uh, and cover the whole chair to create a, a hedge. And then there's this pole, this game, like in a park, that's sort of penetrating uh, the chair. So it's like, sort of like uh, insinuating intercourse, but but I'm doing it in a real um, cultural way, in architectural oh, way. Okay. okay, wow, that's different. Um, how would you describe your art? Because I noticed that a lot of it uh, has to do with sexuality. Is that the main focus? No, and it's funny because it's, it's not, it's um, all of it, some sexuality. Uh, it's really about, uh, mainly about human behavior. For example, like the piece with the shoes that looks like a woman and it's about gays, but it's not about, it's not, that's not really the, the main point there it was about uh, fighting for freedom and all that. So again, just a social issue, a political issue and all that. It's just that I also use sexuality because sexuality is a big thing when it comes to judgment. People are judged yeah. all the time by their sexuality. So I use that to respond to the social issues and the injustice and so forth and judgment and all that. So yeah, um, like this series right now that I'm working on, um, that if, when I finish the work, I'm thinking about calling it barriers because they're, it's all about walls, because in life we all build walls either to keep people away or to protect ourselves or, and yeah. so forth. So um, these walls, uh, I use, uh, again, the architecture comes in. Just so you know, when you, the creative process is a real interesting and um, you know, it's a great phenomenon, but it, it's, there are many layers. So for example, I'm using the wall for that statement, then I'm going to architecture the designs of the wall. I'm using those um, decorative bricks that, that mm -hmm. were done century post uh, modern architecture walls that are there are these decorative bricks that have holes through them. I don't know if you've seen them in homes. It's like create a wall, but you can see through the wall because the, the, the bricks yeah. are there. So I'm using that as the design for the work. So they are walls, but I'm, a, I'm using them because uh, all walls could be broken, you know, even in, um, in, in politics, and uh, you can see through them and so forth. So those are some of the layers. Wow, very symbolic. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I'm fine. I mean, I'm, that, right. It's, it's, you don't always, the interesting thing is people, you don't always get it because you don't have it with the artist, but hopefully people get into the work and try to figure mm -hmm. out that's the cool thing about art. Everybody kind of interprets something in their own way. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Do you, do all of your artworks have a meaning or do yeah. some of them just, you do it for it because it looks good? 
Well, yes, uh, most, of, most of the work does, but I also do work that is uh, design-based, which is, uh, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna show you something real quick so you can see it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, this is any base, just design. Can you guys see it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Black and white, like, I, I have some color ones too, but they're like, um, they're just uh, watercolor on paper, then I cut them up and glue them. So they're very design-like. Uh, mm. Let me show you. Um, similar to that, they're these, they're in color. Can you see them? Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They're beautiful. These are not so, they don't have those deep meaning kind of mm -hmm. thing, but they're, um, they're about design. There's this big one here that this, the sister of this piece is the one in the collection at, at the, uh, at the Perez Art Museum, Pam. Can you guys see this one? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, yes, to answer your question, it, the, most of the work is, there's meaning to it, but I also do design work that, I, I just like color and design and composition a lot. Okay, okay. That's interesting. Am now I talking about too to the... you guys? I'm sorry? Huh? Am I talking too much? No, no, we, no we need you to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The more the better. Um, we were. Who's your teacher? Um, Roxana Corradino. Cordino? Corradino? Oh, I don't know her. How did you get my name? There's like hundreds of artists. I have no clue. All we know is that um, she assigned an artist per group. So every oh. group has their own individual artist that we have to interview. So I have no clue about that. Okay, no problem. Go ahead, next question. Yeah, and we were scared that you wouldn't want to do the interview because we were like, if, what if the artist doesn't accept? What if he's too busy? <laughs> yeah. It happens. <laughs> yeah. But glad we okay. can talk you. Thanks. So we were glad that you, you gave so much your time to uh, for us, but... Now, now I know why you, I mean, uh, I understand why you wanted to do the interview now because you've been an educator for a long time in your life. So right. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like you guys. I like, I, like, <laughs> well, I like learning and I like teaching and all that. So, you know, we need to, it's important for us to make room for, for you guys. Uh, some artists and some artists don't want to and others feel uncomfortable to talk about their work. But you know, you you gotta do what you gotta do. So yeah, it yeah. it also helps to get your work out there and for other people to hear about it too. So yes. Everybody benefits. <laughs> yeah. True. Okay, now we're gonna start the questions about COVID. Has COVID nineteen affected you as an artist, uh emotionally, creatively, or financially, and how? Okay. Um because I now working how have been working full-time in my work you know i'm home all the time and uh, and that hasn't changed uh but what what has changed what did change um i chose to to make a, a piece that was eight feet by eight feet made out of smaller squares that are two feet by two feet and when you put them together it creates eight feet by eight feet uh and again it's one of those decorative brick uh walls uh and uh in in the background there are all these uh sort of like imaginary garden that's growing 
in front of the wall. And the concept is, um, to me, that wall is COVID. It's like this ugly, you know, thing that uh, we're dealing with. And then the flowers is by beauty. So um, it's about how no matter how bad things are, uh, goodness and beauty will always come through. And, and you know, so yes, that I did one piece dedicated to that. Financially, it's funny, art is the tough one. You know, unless you're up on the uh, higher, but you're selling art all the time, it, it doesn't happen all the time. But I was lucky, I sold in the last six, I sold uh, five small pieces. That's even rare, and it happened during COVID. Uh, so people had to come over with masks on. Um, so, um, you know, and also, just to go about the creative process too. Sometimes as an artist, you might, you might have all the time in the world, you're stuck in the house, perfect time to work. But if your mind or your, your ideas or your moods uh, are not lined up, you might not produce much. Yeah. So, you know, I was lucky that, you know, I've been really working on this series, so, but it could have taken me for a while in a downtime without getting anything for like a month. So that's the way it is. All right. I understand. So you, okay. Um, will, will, will you change anything with your art after COVID is over with or will it stay the same? No, it'll, um, the only way it's going to change, I'm starting or continuing, but a little more heavy into this uh, barrier pieces. I'm in the process of, uh, because I'm, as you notice, I like more sculpture than, although I'm painting. Yeah. So this new series starting soon, uh, it's going to be a combination of relief paintings, adding wood to like boards, and then I'm going to paint them. So I'm finding abstract painting and sculpture. So yes, it's going to be some changes coming up. So. Okay, that's cool. pretty cool. Exciting. Um, we saw that recently you were part of the exhibition Expressions of a Pandemic in Coral Gables Museum. How would you describe the experience and which work did you present? Was it the one that you just told us about, about hope? That no, that was too big and their, their way of hanging work. I could, there were, the curator wanted that piece, but we couldn't. So the piece behind me was in the show and another piece. Um, it was fine, it was a very nice show, really well curated. But I have to tell you that, that uh, you know, by wearing masks and only a certain amount of people uh, are allowed in the museum, you sort of lose interaction with people and, and artists and talking about your work together and the hugging and all that. Yeah. It's a wholeness now in the atmosphere uh, of museums and galleries. But, um, but nevertheless, I was happy to show and be uh, my friends and meet some people, you know, but it's not the same. Hopefully we'll go back to wonderful art openings and, yeah. and so forth. Yeah. We have to make the best of it for now until this is that, over. That's right. We can't really control it, so. Um, so where are you from? Uh, where, me? where are you from originally? Go ahead, Liam. Uh, me? I'm Brazilian. Brazilian? Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's your, but you're here with your, your parents and everybody, your family's here. 
No, I'm, I'm, I went to the, to Miami just for university, but right now I'm in Brazil doing online course because of COVID. But as soon as COVID is over, I'll go back to university in Miami. So you're in Brazil right now? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. And what about you? What's your name? Thalia. Thalia, okay. You, you can probably assume where I'm from. <laughs> well, I know it's a, a Hispanic, but I don't know what, which one. Cuban. Cuban, okay. But born here. No, I was born in Cuba. Really? How old were you? Um, I came young. I was two years old, but I've, I've gone back. Um, I went for my 15th to meet my family, and I just wanted to see what Cuba was like. And so I really liked it. Hopefully I can go back again, obviously after COVID, because now it's impossible with this going on. But yeah, when I heard that you were Cuban, I was like, what? That's crazy, because I feel like you don't really see a lot of like Cuban artists. I feel like that's something that in Cuba, like it's not really seen. Yeah, in, 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 my, in my case, because I came over so little to the United States, uh, my way of thinking is a lot more American in many ways, mm -hmm. but the Cuban never leaves your heart, you know? Uh, so I've done some pieces that are based on, on freedom and all that in, uh, on Cuba. Um, I did this big sculpture that there's a shape of a boat. There's these angels on top and it has to do with the Cubans and not just Cubans, people that leave their countries and, mm -hmm. and water. So the water becomes, the oceans become a cemetery that all these people that are buried underneath. So yes, but, okay. I just wanted to know. Leon, I'm, it's crazy that you're, you're in Brazil. That's sort of mm. neat. Really? I know a lot of people who are international students and they couldn't go back to the U.S. because of travel restrictions. And then they're just doing the, everything online from their home countries. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. I, I have a good friend that just came back a few weeks ago when he was able to leave Brazil. He's... Uh, kid born here from Cuban parents. He studied art, but he's more in the business of art gallery and so forth. So he went down to Brazil with his girlfriend and then they mm -hmm. got stuck there because, of, because of COVID, but then they finally were able to come back here. Um, yeah. yeah. I have a friend who, he had to go to Mexico and stay there for two weeks before going to the US because wow. you can't go directly from Brazil because yeah. We have a lot of cases here, but the U.S. has more cases. Well, you can yeah. still online your work. You yeah, I'm doing everything online. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Everything is remote now, so regardless, it works out. Yeah. Good. Um, I think that, com that completes our question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if I there's anything else you would like to say that you think would be important for us to know? No. Um... No, I just think it's important that you guys are studying and, mm -hmm. and uh, are going to be doing something positive with your life. That is so important. Um, I'll never forget when we came from Cuba. I was 10, like I told you, my sister was 13. And my parents said to my sister and I, you're now in a foreign country. You don't speak the language, but you're going to learn the language. You're going to work hard. You're going to study and you're going to make something of yourself. So I'm glad that you guys I don't know if your parents have ever told you that. They probably yeah. have. Uh, so I'm glad that you're making something of yourself and, and you will have a, a wonderful future. Thank you very Thank much. You. Um, I have one last question for you. Okay. Um, 
Did your parents support you, like, being an artist, and do they support your art now? Okay. Uh, well, they both have passed, but I'll tell you. Oh, I'm sorry for your last. When I was in high school and I wanted to study art, my father was definitely against it. You know, it's like, uh, boys don't study art, um, all that stuff, and, uh, and you know, you got to get a job, study something, you can make a living. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did architecture in high school and junior college. But then it comes a time in life that you have to choose your own path. And I think parents recognize that at that, those, that time. And from then on, they're very to the point that some of my work I use, um, they're made out of uh, stainless steel, these boxes that I did. My father was a sheet metal mechanic. Uh, he retired from Eastern Airlines and he helped me make that piece. Yeah. And I worked with fibers and I, uh, my mother helped me with sewing some of the work for me. So they also, my, when I went away to USF, because I went to USF in Tampa, mm-hmm. uh, first year there, they sent me to Puerto Rico to study ceramics with this uh, potter that they knew from Cuba. So although they, they, they fought me at first, when they realized that it's your dream and then you love it, then they said, you know what? I'd rather have them study what he wants to study than be mm-hmm. in this, you know, not study anything. Yeah, that's that's very good. You know, at least they, they supported you at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so your father's job as a mechanic probably is the reason that you do more sculptures and paintings, right? Yes. It's, I don't know. It's a love that I that I have. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I feel comfortable more with three dimensional work. Yes. Yeah. So that's the way it is. Okay. Well, okay. I think right. that completes our interview. <laughs> I want to thank you for joining us so much today. Leon and Talia were the interviewers, and thank you, Ray, for allowing us to interview you. I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon and remember to stay curious. Bye.